All right, everybody, welcome back to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Taxi Squad podcast. We are back tonight on Friday, January 26th, to bring you the Week 17 Week Preview. So, Jay, for without further ado, let's start up those fairs and let's get into it. Right, welcome in everybody and thank you as always for listening we are your five hole fantasy hockey taxi squad and we are your hosts for tonight and the week 17 week preview craig allen and jay welcome back to the pod boys how are we doing how's your week's going all right man i am going to once again ask the colorado avalanche not to play nathan mckinnon 30 minutes a night <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that guy and Kucherov are just, they're they are just going to duke it out, I think, at the end. It's not like, even for that, man. Not even for that. Like, uh, some of us who don't own those guys need a, need a chance to win. Hey, man. <laughs> like, I know I just traded him in Listener League, but Dobson played 30, almost 31 minutes yesterday. Like, insanity, man. I saw some of the, like, the shot volumes from last night's games, too. Like, like what? It, like, I, I love it. We know we love shots on goal at the Taxi Squad, but, like people taking 11 shots on goal nine shots on goal individually like what is going on like somebody block some pucks like apparently there's just just wide open shooting lanes all the every night now it reminds me of those uh, video game controllers that were called the kobe controllers and there was just one button on the controller instead of all those other buttons and there was the one shoot button man who plays nhl any year any different you just you, you ain't doing anything else but trying to score like you're just you're just, i think i'm pretty sure you're hammering circle right on playstation like you're <laughs> hammering circle probably right? I'm sure I'll get corrected by that from a from a listener. I don't even know if it's Circle anymore. I haven't played video games in quite some time, and my kids are too young to play them, so who knows? But yeah, we're here tonight on tonight's show for the Week 17 Week Preview, and this is a PSA for all the listeners out there when this show does come out. This is a two-week week because of the All-Star break. So when you w- wake up and put your claims in and do your ads that we're going to go over in terms of our suggested streamers and your schedule maximization for this week, you only have, you know, whatever it is, your two to seven ads within your league for that two that whole two-week period. So let's be gentle when we start pulling the trigger uh, on Monday on some of these ads. Now, we'll get into it in a little bit more detail but we are going to try something a little different because it is two weeks. We're going to break this week up for you into two halves in terms of discussion points to kind of help you with your schedule maximization and your streaming opportunities. So next week, the first half of week 17 is the 29th to the 31st. And then the all-star break starts on the from the 1st to the 4th, correct? And then games start on the Monday, which is the 5th. So then you have almost yeah then you basically have a full week on the second half of week 17 so we're going to look at the first part of our discussion tonight to help you guys with streamers out there and schedule maximization we'll focus in on the 29th to the 31st 
And then the second half of the discussion will be from the 5th to the 11th, which is the second part of week 17. Now, again, don't blow all your ads on the 29th. Correct. Because you're, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're, you're warning me. Oh, yes. Yes. I should take my own advice that we're giving the listeners. I thought you were trying to get my attention, but you're getting my attention for my own advice. Got it. Got it. Totally get it. Now, we will encourage all the listeners out there to like, subscribe, and leave us five stars wherever they get their fine podcasts. This certainly helps us get the, the show out to new listeners, new ears out in the fantasy hockey landscape and the world. Follow us all on Twitter, including Maddie K. You can find our handles in the show notes. And we also invite all of you listeners that are not currently active members to join the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Discord. It is 2,500 plus like-minded individuals talking all things fantasy hockey and life in general, literally all the time. You can find all four of us from the taxi squad in there actively uh, interacting with the listeners in that community as much as we can. I'll give a shout out to Mike Rogerson, one of the OGs of the five hole team uh, and our sister channel, the five hole fantasy hockey guide, you know, like subscribe and leave him five stars wherever you get your fine podcasts, a limited series that he's put together for this year, focused on individuals that are new at fantasy hockey and new at running and or commissioning leagues he does have some new content coming out on that channel very soon with some guest hosts still focused around the same topic and information and now we dive directly into the van cab with the three of us as we always do and we spin that van cab around the league for news and notes and we always begin with injuries in the infirmary so i think most of it is actually positive i think yeah oh my yes, lord i thought that was strange too it's that's why like i'm confused even reading back my own notes i'm like there isn't actually an injury it's all returns it's like magic so we start with josh morrissey he did get i don't even know where he blocked the shot but he he left late late in that game Wednesday for the Jets after blocking a shot, but it doesn't look like he's going to miss any time because he was a full participant in practice back in his normal spot on the top pairing and the top power play. It looks like he's going to be back tomorrow. Now, I did see a report that he will be uh, a game time decision, which means he's probably still a little sore from the block shot. Maybe they hold him out because it's their last game before the all-star break. So they may hold him out over the all-star break, depending on how sore he is. But Jay, if he's not out at all, your pursuit of his 150 points is still alive, man. If he doesn't miss any, <laughs> if he doesn't miss any time, there's still hope. Okay. There's still needs, hope. He only needs three and a half points every single game for the rest of the season. Well, if he doesn't miss any time, man, he's, he still has hope. It's okay? on the he, table. He can still do it for you. Okay. <laughs> Barkoff for the Florida Panthers. He returned on Wednesday night as well. He only skated 14 minutes, 24 minutes time on ice. He had an assist and three shots on goal. They won that game, if I'm not mistaken, because they apparently don't lose anymore. But I'm not surprised to see him eased back in. I know they still gave some significant time on ice that uh, game to Anton Lindell. And yeah, they won 6-2 over the Coyotes on Wednesday. So it was essentially a blowout. 
so they didn't really give any they didn't have a need to give anybody substantial time on ice because it wasn't a close game uh Vili Husso of the Detroit Red Wings he was activated off IR but he was sent to the AHL for conditioning uh I did see another report from the team that it looks like he's going to actually get some games in the AHL before they call him back up it won't be just practicing with the AHL team uh, it looks like Stevie Y and Lond commented that they want him to have at least one game down there before he comes back up. But I'm just going to do it, boys. We're going to shout out the Lion. He got roughed up earlier in the week by Dallas, and then he bounced right back and shut out the, the Flyers last night for a 3 nothing win. I think Lion is still the 1A there, regardless of Huso's return. I know we argued or had a discussion on Grubauer and Decord in terms of uh, who has the contract, who so has the contract. I get that, but I don't don't think think it's as hefty a contract as who so's though is the thing. Grubauer still hasn't played a game since he came back and Decord is getting the start tonight. So eat it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. I would imagine Grubauer is probably going to get the Sunday game uh, since Decord starting tonight. But I, I digress. It's the lion's net, boys. He's still holding it down. Everybody at this ridiculous position lays an egg at some point, regardless of if they're a zero G or a hero G. And the only guy that sustained his egg laying is Earson at this point. The goalie landscape just continues to baffle all everybody on earth. I even saw an interesting tweet earlier today all of your goalies, except for Demko, that are supposed to be, you know, the prestige of the position. So Ottinger, Vasilevsky, Sorokin, all have like hovering around 900 save percentages on the season. All of them still studs at the position, but having questionably down seasons, right? League average this year is only 903. And it's been on the decline for like the last five, six years. Yeah, so those four studs who are supposed to be studs at the position, and if you did spend draft capital on them, all playing at league average, that is not what you want from those guys in fantasy or in real life. And I'm sure Alan knows that feeling being a Bulls fan, but like Vass has a robot back at this point, so who knows if he's even playing at full strength and full health. Uh, and mobility that's right you've only seen 10 percent of his power this season folks <laughs> uh, a couple other noteworthy returns zach Rowinski, he finally returned from ir his ankle injury he returned last night in thursday's game as we discussed on the weekend preview played 25 minutes three seconds time on ice he had an assist two shots on goal and two blocks and he was right back up on the top pairing and the top power play I'm sure his shot rates will increase as he plays more, but I think, you know, getting that level of time on ice, being out that long, speaks volumes to his overall state. I added him in a couple of spots where it was more points focused and shots on goal focused because he doesn't do a whole lot from a hits and blocks standpoint. And I also saw some interesting uh, notes from Columbus. It looks like they are shopping pieces more than just the speculation surrounding Merzlikens. It's said in that note that they are open to talk to teams about anybody except for Fantilli and the two young Russian kids. So it would be interesting to see 
if they would consider Rowinski or like a, a, the likes of Boone Jenner in a move. I find it hard to believe that they're going to move their captain, but he has his cap hit is only 375 and he's only 30 years old. Nobody's ever asking for Johnny Goudreau because he makes 975 and he still has, good Lord, six years left before UFA. Yikes. And Marwinski, uh, it's pretty hard contract to move. Severson's not moving. He's got eight years. But Provorov could move. That's an interesting piece from from a defensive standpoint. He only has two years left at 475. Another defenseman, he's not he hasn't returned yet, but this is good news for your bolts. Uh, Alan, I saw a report that Mikhail Sergachev has been skating and practicing, and he will return most likely for their first or second game out of the All-Star break. Uh, another Jet who also returned to practice today was Gabe, Gabe Velarde. He was out of his non-contact jersey, and he is also probable to return uh, for their game tomorrow against the Leafs. And then Patrick Kane of the Detroit Red Wings, he returned to practice, full practice on Thursday. He did not play in that game, uh, which was their 3-0 win over the Flyers. But there seems like there's optimism that he could return uh, for their game tomorrow night against the Vegas Golden Knights uh, before the All-Star break. A couple of news and notes and storylines from around the league that uh, obviously caught our eye and I'm sure many have seen already. You know, Jay's boy, who he loves to chase in the Listener League, Peter Mrazek, was extended uh, by the Chicago Blackhawks two more years at $4.25 million. So I guess he's there. I was going to say, all this really says is he's probably not moving at deadline. Yeah, so he's just not a trade a tradable asset at deadline, and they want to hold on to him at least as their 1A I would say probably into next year and then kind of see what happens as they build the team around Bedard because of their ridiculous cap space they're going to have, you know, moving, moving into next season. Good. An interesting one here. And he's definitely earned it. Uh, It's certainly a nice piece for them to lock up. Oh God. What trade was he part of? My Lord. It was on the tip of my tongue. Owen Tippett. Oh, the Giroux trade. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Signed a long-term deal with the Florida Panthers, or not the Florida Panthers, the Philadelphia Flyers, eight years by $6.2 million. You know, he's played really well for them. He's been a great piece for them in terms of fitting into their top six. And then an interesting one, Alan and I were laughing about it. It's a depth signing, I think, overall uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. But they brought in 39-year-old Zach Parise is returning to the NHL. I completely forgot he was all with the Isles last year and he played 82 games and scored 21 goals on 186 shots on goal. Pretty good for a guy who I th- believe now that Allen, you know, brought that to light for me, I believe was skating on their third line and getting almost no power play time. 21 goals on 186 shots. Maybe he sneaks into the top or six in Colorado. Or maybe this is just how they, you know, McKinnon gets off the ice, puts on a Parise jersey, and then skates back on. <laughs> give <laughs> give McKinnon like 37 minutes time on ice a night. It's not actually Zach Parise. It's McKinnon getting a bonus of 825 <laughs> for, for the rest of the season. 
I mean, someone has got to hit those 11 shots on goal a night. <laughs> well, look, I think as Alan and I were discussing before the show, they need depth scoring there. But I think this also potentially means that Nichushkin's most likely not coming back this season. Whether Parise eventually bumps Drouin or uh, Ross Colton out of the top six, I don't know. I don't really know. I was going to say, maybe they use him as a power play specialist, but there's no way at 39 or however old he is that he's going to keep up with them. I mean, the other alternative is maybe it's less so the Avs, I guess, seeing the immense value, and maybe it's the Avs taking a flyer on it, and Parise, if anything, is the guy that's going out and really wanting to cup chase, right? I think he's still... He's still not gotten in it yet, right? I think he's always been, like, in second place. I don't like this scraping the bottom of the barrel f- from a cup contender like Drouin, Parise. Th- does this mean they're not going to be active at the trade deadline and they're happy with their group? Like, they're still not great defensively. Gorgiev's kind of been Jackal and Hyde. Like, and now your answer in your top six with Nachushkin gone and Lekkanen probably still finding his feet, even though he's returned now, is Parise and Druin. And, you know, Ross Colton has good underlying numbers, but he's still Ross Colton. Like, Zach Parise might have some deeper fantasy value if he can crack the top six and, like Alan said, somehow push Colton or Druin off that top power play unit, which we all agree that Lekkonen's probably going to be on that unit at some point, so there's going to be one spot for Druin, Colton, and Parise if Nichushkin, Nichushkin truly can't return this season. And then lastly, you know, it's just I noted this, guys, and it's because something we've been talking about. Here we go. The carousel of Ricky Rax and Brian Rust continues in Pittsburgh as they try to figure out how to score more goals other than through Crosby and Gensel, especially on their power play. So Ricky Rax has finally been demoted or demoted again within the Pittsburgh lineup. The lines in practice today, he was back on line three, power play two, and Brian Rust was back in his spot with Crosby and Gensel on line one and on power play one uh, on the left side. Now, Rust is still only 42% rostered, only right wing eligible in most leagues, but certainly somebody that you want to consider if you're missing guys from injury or weak on the forward side of things, uh, because Rust did have a good solid start to the season uh, before he ran into some injury trouble. But if he's going to maintain this deployment coming out of the all-star break, uh, certainly somebody that I'll be looking to tap into in a couple of leagues. Well, that's it. I will take a step back from the driver's seat. Alan and Jay, the floor is yours. Why don't we take the people through the first part of week 17, the 29th to the 31st. And let me tell you, I'm just going to throw out a caveat because I was doing some zero G digging and all of those things that I'm doing from a writing side of things with apples and genos. This week sucks. <laughs> it's like in terms of games played and back to backs and it is poop. It's just straight up poop. Like, <laughs> But I will leave it to Jay and Alan to mastermind this for you. But take it away. Take it away. So, uh, like we beat like a dead horse, this uh, this week is no bueno. In these first three days, this is how we're going to divide it up. We have these first three days, 29th through the 31st, and then the following week, part two, the 5th through the 11th. In that little three-day span, uh, there are three teams with two games, uh, Nashville, Ottawa, and San Jose. 
and just a handful of teams that have one game. So I would say in that span for me, Sharks are a, a, probably a solid grab. A lot of them are probably pretty underowned. Hurdle and Couturier are uh, 40 and 39%. Goalies, yeah. This, this you want to get an early start on goalie streams. This is probably with the time to do it. Both those goalies are probably very, very underowned. And then we'll hand it over to JC if he has uh, anything else. No, yeah, absolutely. Just look at those guys that Alan mentioned before. Craig touched on it earlier, but try, if possible, to determine if your Week 16 is a win, auto auto win, or an auto loss a little earlier. Try to get with a Week 16 ad, an early ad planning for this early section of Week 17, right? So target that Nashville team, that Ottawa team, that San Jose team. Um, just a couple guys I'll rattle off uh, for before throwing it back to Allen for the second half. Nashville's got what? Jeremy Lauzon, uh, 36% ownership. He's got 38 hits and 14 blocks in the last seven games. He's continuing to pinball around. Let's say I think he's one of the league leaders in hits. Like every time I pull up to to find streamers. Yeah. So it, it's two two things, right? The fact that he is uh, hitting more than everyone else in the league and doing what you thought Luke Shen was going to do. And then the second part is the fact that he's still only 36% owned, which means, yes, he's most likely available in your league. Take him. Uh, if you have a center slot open, Colton Sissons, 10% ownership. So most likely available in your league. 16 hits, 11 blocks. The scissor man scissor lives. Man. He lives. Aside from that, Nashville doesn't actually have a back-to-back. I don't believe I'm ready to be corrected in that first half. Right, so right. Yeah, they have uh, the Monday, Wednesday. Just the Wednesday. two games in three days. Yeah, yeah so since it's the Monday, Wednesday... Decent chance Soros plays both. Uh, Lankinen, possible opportunity for streaming, depending. But yeah, most. Yeah, I saw Gustav Nyquist is still out there. I think he was like 30 to 40% owned, somewhere in that range. I totally forgot about Gustav Nyquist. The guy is still ripping from. points, man. Like, just still just banking. Like, that's all he's been doing, riding shotgun to Ryan O'Rebirth and Forsberg. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I think he's on, like, a 75-point pace now. <laughs> Scratch Jeremy Lozon and Colton Sissons before those two guys. Check to see if Gustav Nyquist is available and get him first. And then afterwards, check, you know, to see if the guys we mentioned are available. Ottawa has a bunch of guys, but mostly it's the center depth, right? So Josh Norris, it seems like a lot of the league still forgot about him, 20%, 24% ownership. Uh, Ridley Grieg, I guess it really depends if your league counts... Uh, like face-offs or overweight centers in any way. Uh, but he's 4% owned, so he's most likely still hovering around. But uh, the big value, real, 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 real value in Ottawa is Corpusalo. They, again, have played five less games. Ottawa has, has played five less games than the entire league still at this point in the season. They play significantly, obviously, the two games in Week 17. And then further, obviously, he's a, a good target hold as a goalie just in general. And I say this because I believe Allen, as always, in his rota of goalies, I think also holds Corpus Allo in one of them. Uh, and as Allen mentioned, just to re- repeat and reiterate, San Jose has two centers, Tomas Hurdle and now Logan Couture's back. Every guy I'm going to list afterwards to Fabian Zetterlin. These guys are all getting power play one time, right? I even checked on time on ice. Like, Kachur came straight back from injury, 20 minutes ice time. Uh, Zetterlin, 20 minutes ice time. And Tomas Hurdle, as a center, got 25 minutes of ice time 
I guess they have nobody else that can play. So uh, he's no Nathan McKinnon, but he's going to get a lot of ice time. <laughs> right, Look, so. and honestly, I'm gonna just touch on it because I didn't, I thought this, but I checked it as you guys were talking about it, and like as much as it would scare the living crap out of me, like Blackwood and their other guy, because I don't know who it, I'm just gonna call him Ka- the Ka- other Ka- guy. Oh, Kakinen, oh, Kakinen, Kapu Kakinen. Formerly of the Minnesota Wild, yes. They've won three straight, beating LA and the Rangers, combined between the two of them. Blackwood winning two of those games. With that kind of weaker back-to-back against the Kraken, who haven't been playing that great, and Anaheim, who's Anaheim, it actually could be a very opportunistic goalie stream because there's a lot of teams out there right now that need goalie help. So I've seen a lot of goalie trades recently, including me in the listener league. Like there's been a lot of stuff going on with that position where people actually need goalie help. And it could be a useful ad with this two week week to stream one of those guys since the Sharks are actually playing half decent and they are, you know, quote unquote at full strength, whatever that really means. And just to correct myself, Gustav Nyquist, 64 point pace and 22 goal pace so not 75 points but he was only he was kind of hovering below a 60 point pace for quite a while but he has three points in his last five games he has which is literally insane i think i just counted he has like 15 points in his last 17 games like and he's still only 37 percent rostered Big takeaway, listeners, Gustav Nyquist. All those other Nashville guys I mentioned, ignore and pause first because Gustav Nyquist needs to be on that list. Well, and for the Sens, I think if you got the center slot, I I really feel like Norris is the, not just for those three days, but I feel like a more long-term hold as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now, the other one that would be a possible interesting start as well is, I think he's still hovering around 48% ownership, but uh, Gibson... I mean, he's playing the Sharks against Kapo Kakinen. So, I mean, I can't tell you, listener, who's going to win because nobody knows who's going to win that game. It's it's a trip to the dumpster fire between the two of them. But probably going to be high shots, terrible defense on both ends, lots of blocks. That could be a good, a good fantasy game, even if not necessarily a great hockey game. But I will throw it back to you, Alan, for the back half of the week i think it's actually hilarious that the scissor man is still holding down pp1 in nashville just <laughs> just as an observation with the, all the young higher dra- draft pick players that are behind him on the second power play unit tommy novak luke evangelista cody glass even dennis Gurionov is like a better potential finisher than the scissor man no shot to our boy because he is your prototypical taxi squad member but take it away alan take the people through the february 5th and the 11th opportunities yeah so on the the back half of this two-week schedule colorado vancouver and washington all have four games in that span and really the only real busy day is uh saturday the 10th i know there's a day in there i think it's like there's you know eight games or whatever so half the league that's the tuesday the tuesday's eight games yeah I feel like the odds are still pretty good. You're going to get some of these guys in here, but worth noting like Anaheim, Arizona, Buffalo, Columbus, Chicago, Detroit, LA, Minnesota, uh, Seattle and Vegas, all only have two games in these, these whole two weeks. 
Um, but other streamers, Suter fucking Craig sniped me on him for uh, face-off <laughs> streams. <laughs> but uh, he's 1% owned, only center, so hopefully he gets that wing eligibility soon. But he is now up with uh, JT Miller and Brock Besser and Power Play 1. I can't believe how many teams in this week only have one game. Like, what? It's yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Like, it sucks. <laughs> and all of those one games are on Saturday. And then, like, it's not even exciting. Like, Colorado and Vancouver and the Capitals are your streaming opportunities? Well, no, you just stream Zach Parise because, again, he is just Nathan McKinnon in a Parise Great. jersey. He just switches. So, Zach Parise... Ross Colton and Jonathan Drouin. Great. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, we've we've done, we've ridden that carousel before. But yeah, other streamers, uh, TJ OC, grab him while he's alive. He's cooking right now. He's cooking. Yeah, yeah. Right wing, 20% owned. Uh, seven points in eight games since returning. He's power play one, and that time, but the time on ice is kind of iffy. Most games he does get the 15, 16 minutes. But it looks like last game he got about 12, 13 minutes. And then honorable mention, we touched on that earlier, Lekkonen on Colorado. He's 39% owned, so grab him while he is still available. It's almost certain he'll get top six power play one time at some point. Goalies, Wedgwood will probably get see a start against Buffalo. If you're still looking at goalie starts early on in the week, probably a full week hold, long-term hold. Charles Lindgren, 43% for Washington. Looks like he's getting more starts slash the tougher assignments, which kind of indicates he's getting a run. Kemper's, Kemper has absolutely sucked this year. Like, he has been not good. So, like, it's... It's almost like some of these goalies are a product of the team. <laughs> well, I, I was just about to say that. We were, talk, we were talking about, like, teams that just don't want to win. The Capitals just not want to win. Like, how does TJ Oshie only get 12 minutes... 20 seconds time on ice in their last game. But that was that where they got blown out. Yeah, though? it was a 6-2 loss, but he's still on your yeah. top line. Like, what the f... Like, what are you I doing? Mean, <laughs> the Capitals would trade a win, any win, for an Alexander Ovechkin goal right now. Let's be real. Yeah. Good Lord. But then big boy bangers. Uh, Josh Manson on Colorado, man. Uh, he had a goal tonight, but I think that was just Nathan McKinnon in his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Defenseman, 32% owned. They hit some blocks with, again, some sweet point upside. Vancouver, Dakota Joshua, always got always to gotta plug him. Uh, the greatest name in hockey, but also the great. Sounds like a, a Western, like we're watching a Western. Dakota no, Joshua. No, remember, he's, a, he's um, an actor from a soap opera. Dakota Joshua in The Sun Will Set Tomorrow. You will watch him find love, kill his uncle, and take over the family business all in the next hour. It's like a mix of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> but uh, dude hits for days, and again, he's another guy with just good point upside. And then for a more early week stream, uh, Luke Coonan on the Sharks, less than 1% owned, and he's a, he's a solid 2-3 to three hit a game contributor. Um, right off the the rip there, so I'll hand it back over to Jay. Yeah, oh, I guess there was one thing I did forget to do and mention early on, which is obviously if you're in a week 16 and you're needing a guy to let go of in order to acquire any of these suggested streamers, uh, target drop some of these players. Specifically, I know Alan mentioned all those teams, so go back to those teams that have two night schedules. Those teams are great as well. Uh, specifically, a couple of them would be Columbus, 
Seattle, L.A., so a couple of the reasons to drop those guys would be you can hold them for the one game they will play in the first half, so the first three days of January, basically January 29th through January 31st, um, so that's Columbus, Seattle, L.A., so you hold them there, and then afterwards, uh, the moment they finish their games on the Tuesday or the Wednesday, you're going to drop them once it goes into the, you know, the all-star break. I think they play, what, three-on-three hockey. There's a couple of skill competitions or whatever. While other people are distracted by the fancy, flashy colors in Toronto, you are going to look over at all those player lists, and you're going to say, I'm dropping Columbus, I'm dropping Seattle, I'm dropping L.A. Columbus, you can safely drop pretty much everybody there you don't drop boone jenner and you don't drop orwinski okay yeah safely drop everyone sans boone jenner orensky i'd even say depending on your league mers leakins is probably like you can probably still diamonds hand him and hold on and see what goes on because he's been playing he's played well and he's had some terrible games somewhat inconsistent but i mean hopefully the rust shakes off don't do that same treatment for johnny goudreau please don't like Please don't. He's he's not even going to get his free skate in Toronto because um, they didn't even get him onto the team. They'd rather a man with a broken jaw at that point and vote him in. So don't do it for Johnny. Seattle has basically a similar setup. So Jared McCann, Vince Dunn, Joey Decord, everyone else on that team, like even even like I have Ely Tolvanen in a couple of leagues, I'd consider a drop. They I'd- have two games in this weird messed up week like like it across like across the whole in totality i'm saying but like how many other how many more managers out there have guys that also have two games that it's like you just (laughs) can't drop like these if this week is not low scoring for everybody like it's just it's just gonna be so terrible like (laughs) but la is a fantastic team given that they have four off nights this week 16 so once they're once you streamed, you know, your Philip Deneau's and your Quentin Byfield's. Quentin Byfield's not even playing tonight, right? So these guys are prime, prime players to let go after they've played their one game in the early part of Week 17. I guess the other guy would be uh, PLD. If you, you still have shares of PLD, you can let those go now in Week 16 slash going into 17. Nobody nobody should have shares of PLD. No. <laughs> no. PLD shouldn't have shares of PLD. (laughs) (laughs) A tough decision actually going forward right now, and I realize I'm looking at the score, and I think they're down, what, 3-0? Guys, uh, it's... uh, It's... uh, The the Kings might be in in a lot of trouble. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, they could use a king, you know? I wonder how they could make that work. Like, they got dusted yesterday by the Sabres, 5-3, with Talbot in net. And, to, and a 3-1 lead. And tonight... Talbot got pulled? Talbot got... Oh, no, no. Riddick's in, and they are losing again. Yeah, because Talbot got pulled. Oh, my God. Oh. It is a tough time. It is a tough time. I'm telling you They're right now. They're losing 4-1, and Talbot oh, got pulled. So, uh, Riddick is not the answer. Talbot <laughs> is not the answer. This is not good for the LA Kings right now. <laughs> Listeners, please... Be aware that also on the taxi squad, it's it's a scary time as well. Like it's it's not one where we're saying absolutely hold Riddick, Talbot's gonna come back and he's gonna rip through another ten straight you know win streak. Like this is this is something the Kings need to figure out soon. 
and I would say to get uh, get not collateral, but at least get some extra support in the back crease just in case they have a good trading partner they got uh corpusalo last year from the blue jackets they might as well go get the king they need a king they, they need yeah, trade pld for uh elvis one for one <laughs> his name is their name like go trade for elvis like let's go i mean I, i'm sure pierre would be absolutely thrilled with that option returning home like what could go wrong go wrong um okay so grab some of these guys drop i am not going to come over and tell you to drop david riddick or talbot not knowing which one of these guys is gonna usurp the other or get usurped but second of all i don't even know if you really want to hold either of them right now you might want to lay low and let you know the card settle first but in that second half of the week just as alan mentioned with colorado vancouver Washington. There are a couple guys there. I know Alan mentioned, I won't repeat the names. Uh, point to note as well is uh, Colorado has an early back-to-back. So they've sent, I think his name is Anunin, down to the minors. And they've called up Prozatov. So if you are looking for spot streams and, you know, I heavily believe in the Colorado Avalanche, which is really just Nathan McKinnon wearing different jerseys, it should be a free win. Grab Prozatov. Another guy to mention on Vancouver, because he seems to get no minutes, essentially, but he just shoots a ton, and he's actually got three goals and one assist in the past seven games. Connor Garland, only right-wing eligible, but after that, I mean, I know Alan mentioned Dakota Joshua, but yes, aside from Dakota Joshua, Connor Garland, like, you don't, you're really scrambling for options anyway. Everyone else is really owned up. Uh, Casey DeSmith also has a back-to-back, but that's on the Sunday, so that would be a late, late attempt at the end of the week, if you haven't won the week still. In Washington, Dylan Strom still is the leading goal scorer. He's still only 24% owned. He has three goals, three assists in the past seven games. I basically hear nothing about him, but he seems to always deliver the goods every now and then. Scores in bunches, scores in batches, but hopefully that's the one that he scores during your batch. Uh, and the other guy, too, is Max Pacioretty. So he's left wing only, 23% ownership. Uh, he shoots. I don't, I can't believe it, Alan, either. Yeah. Duh, like, I, I meant to put him on the list of guys to, like, <laughs> definitely pick up. Yeah, I'd. He, he hasn't scored at all in the past seven games, uh, but he's shot 20 times. So I assume hopefully one of them goes in eventually. Uh, but five assists still in the past uh, seven games. Washington's actually not a bad team in general. And then Charlie Lindgren, as Alan, to repeat, he is 42% owned, right? Like, I don't think people realize this Washington team just has good fantasy value everywhere, but maybe the good fantasy value is not really in the good players, but in the fact that they are just under-owned. So look for Washington. They have a great schedule. Now, one more team to mention as well that is a strong target in Week 17 is actually the team that just has no... I guess they don't have more games than everyone else, but they have all games on off nights. So they play on the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and that is the New York Rangers. So they play on the February 5th, Monday, February 7th, Wednesday, and February 9th, Friday, and that's it. So what you could possibly do is target that team and then get afterwards any team that has a Saturday, Sunday back-to-back, right? So uh, just looking on the schedule right now, those aforementioned teams, the Vancouver Canucks and the Washington Capitals, right, they play four games, so then they play the Saturday-Sunday back-to-back. Montreal also plays 
the Saturday-Sunday back-to-back, as does St. Louis. So those two teams, you can also, I didn't even look for any specific players, but just check, right? So on top of those other two golden Colorado-Vancouver streams, check for the Habs, check for St. Louis. Maybe they have some player available that can be targeted for a back-to-back, so you are going to target the Rangers first on their off nights, and then afterwards grab those back-to-back players. The Rangers, though, oh my goodness, Craig was so correct. They have such, oh, it's just terrible. The streaming is terrible. There's like, there's no good. So a possibility that just opened up, he had a point tonight. They're trying out Eric Gustafsson with Adam Fox. Ooh. 2D on the power play? On the top pair. On the power play, even strength. Even strength, even strength. Okay. I'm just going to scratch out my 42% ownership Keandre Miller stream suggestion and pencil in. Well, for Bangers League, sure, yeah. True. He's Trubalite. He's Trubalite, he is indeed. But again, the problem here with the Rangers is just that you're kind of scrapping around the edges. But as Alan mentioned, absolutely, Eric Gustafsson, um, he's getting D1 pairing. I don't know how to say his last name, but there's Will Cooley. Am I saying it correct? He's 2% owned. He's got 22 hits in seven games. That's just over three hits a game. Alexis Lafreniere, I honestly chose him simply because he had higher ownership than everybody else there, which is really describing the scraping of the barrel that's involved. Um, But the New York Rangers, right? They have three off nights. So check the Rangers for the off nights if you're looking in the back half of the schedule. And I'll give the short TLDR here, which is game week 17 is two weeks long because of the all-star break if you are streaming any nashville players ottawa players or san jose players right now in week 16 already hold them until january 31st if you have any extra week 16 ads available use them first on the nashville ottawa or san jose players so that would get you early games played, but don't actually use any Week 17 ads for the Nashville, Ottawa, or San Jose players because they don't play that many games in total in Week 17. Use those precious Week 17 ads because you need to space them out over two weeks. Uh, Target New York Rangers because they have all the off nights. Target Colorado players, Vancouver players, and Washington players. And if you have the New York Ranger players that you added for the off nights before. You can also, in addition to Colorado and Vancouver players, uh, target Habs players and St. Louis players that you can add once you've dropped your Rangers. That makes sense. And with that, you should be able to get at least four games. I'm going to throw back to Craig. Yeah, look, I think also, guys, I think for the listeners out there and just from our perspective here at the Taxi Squad, I think this is also a really good time to assess your teams. And like, I think we'll get deeper into this conversation uh, in some of next week's episodes, especially with the playoff primer, even quickly rank based on league rankings, based on your league scorings, who's sitting out there on your waiver? Is there an upgrade there for you at any position? Is there somebody that just returned from injury like a Rowinski that can maybe bolster your defensive core from a points perspective and a shots on goal? Um, There's people like Charlie Coyle still sitting out there. He's riding shotgun to Pasternak and Marchant on that top line in Boston and has been in fuego uh, since that move. Uh, and he's also on that top power play. There's Chan- Chandler Stevenson. There's Nicholas Waugh. 
from the Vegas Golden Knights with their their injuries down the middle. You know, they they both have been contributing quite impressively, actually, with Eichel and Carlson out. These guys are just people to consider as maybe longer term ads uh, because you know the status of the people that they're playing for or in Coyle's place uh, or consideration for Charlie Coyle seems to have locked down that one C spot in Boston. This is also a good time to assess your team and assess your league in terms of where you where you could go or who you could target from a trade perspective. So as we always do, we will finish off our week previews with our streamers of the week and an update on the Taxi Squad streamer face-off. So it's a little bit of a head-to-head matchup between myself, Alan, Jay, and Matty K. Uh, we've been running this now since week nine uh, when we implemented it. And Jay, I hate to break it to you, buddy, but you are not getting any points this week. Philip Philip Deneau and Matt Roy did not do much. I know they play again on the weekend, but I don't think you're going to catch up to me or Maddie K. And Alan, you do have a chance with Vegas playing on Sunday. As a reminder, in week 16, I, I, I chose Jake Neighbors and Charlie Coyle as my streamers of the week. Maddie K chose Sam Bennett and Quinton Byfield. Alan chose Rob Thomas, which has an asterisk because he's highly owned. And Chandler Stevenson and Jay's picked Philip Deneau and Matt Roy. Uh, so from that perspective right now, it is really between myself and Matty K uh, for top spot in week 16. Jake Neighbors of the St. Louis Blues through uh, the first half of this week. He has two points, four shots on goal, three hits, three blocks. Charlie Coyle has five points, six shots on goal, four hits and one block. But Matty K is, I would say, leading by one point. So we're going to have to see how this kind of levels out. But Matty K with Sam Bennett and Quinton Byfield. Bennett has five points, nine shots on goal, 10 hits, and five blocks. Quinton Byfield has three points, six shots on goal, and three hits. But he is out tonight, so that might give me the edge. Unless Rob Thomas and Chando uh, do something huge for you over the weekend, Alan. But, you know, they're respectable streamer choices. Rob Thomas has three points, two shots on goal, and four blocks. And Chandler Stevenson has two points, seven shots on goal, one hit, and two blocks. Jay, we don't have to go over Philip Deneau and Matt Roy because they haven't done anything other than Matt Roy's singular assist two nights ago. Uh, But I'm going to go to Alan first because Jay's getting the bottom of the barrel big time (laughs) because he's the last one to fill it out. So, Alan... For the people out there, who are you targeting and who are your recommended streamers of the week for week yeah, 17? Yeah, I'm going uh, Juicy Couture, Logan Couture there, uh, the Sharks, and uh, Arturi Lekkonen. That might be a tough combo to, to beat. I just hope Couture shows up for you in the first half because uh, they have zero They oh, have zero yeah. games. I need that quantity o- or quality over quantity. You need him to go pretty ham in the first half of week 17 because they are the lovely team that have zero games in the second <laughs> half of the... Like what, like, what is Bettman doing? Seven teams in week 17 have one game, like in the latter, the latter part of the week. Like, what are we doing? Like, let's get back to hockey. And like San Jose plays twice in a two-week period. Okay, four days off because of the All-Star break. Blah, 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 blah. But like, come on. Seven teams have one game like, and one has zero? This is a terrible week. <laughs> terrible. 
All right. Uh, I will do mine. And as Alan said, I pew, 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 I got a little snipe action because I'm going to ride the hot hand in Vancouver because there ain't nobody else to ride. But he's, you know, line one, power play one, pretty hot right now. Pews, pew, 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 suitor. And I'm going to go to, you know, five points in seven games, TJ Oshie. Hopefully he can stay healthy in the first half of the week and actually play the four games in the latter part of the uh, week schedule. So I am Pierre, P, Pius, 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 what are we saying? How are we saying his name? Pius. 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 There it is. Pius. Pius. I think it's Pius. And there you go, listeners. I got all the way to the end of the, the episode and I botched a name. Yes. We're keeping up the streak. It's, uh, yeah, it's Pius Suter of the Vancouver Canucks and TJ Oshie of the Washington Capitals. Matty K streamers of the week for week 17 are Braden Shen of the St. Louis Blues and Ross Colton of the Colorado Avalanche. And Jay, tell the people out there who you're targeting and who you suggest as your top streamers for week 17. Yeah, trust the schedule. Dylan Strome, Max Pacioretty, um, they're under-owned. Hope the Caps do something. You know, Jay, I I find it very admirable that you stick to your strategy, even though for the last <laughs> for the last uh, two weeks it hasn't really worked out great for you in terms of this the results from the streaming faceoff. Let's see what happens. I I respect the names, and you got you got uh, the games played advantage. All right, well that's it, boys. We will uh, park the van cab for now. We will say farewell and good night. Jay, turn off those fares. We will be back next week uh, with a full complement of Taxi Squad drivers for our uh, playoff primer episode. As always, it's a pleasure and thank you for listening and thank you for the support in this journey as the Taxi Squad as we fill in for the interim five-hole fantasy hockey uh, OG team, TJ, Zach, and Raj. Uh, It is our privilege to bring you some fantasy hockey uh, knowledge each and every week to the best of our abilities. Of course, we are certainly not always right, but we will be back real soon. Aiden Hill lives again. He's winning one, his second straight game since his return from injuries. We will sign off for now. Good night, everybody. It's all love. Come on, Kings trade for Elvis. You know, you wanna, we'll pick you up later.